So Harlow is a ghost town. We have a vision for this place. All it needs is young blood. I don't want to live here. This is a chance for people to start fresh somewhere. Somewhere safe. Hey, guys. You should see this. What are you doing in our house? We really shouldn't be here. chainsaw noises in that trailer lot all right welcome to another episode of small town horror with johnny and randy and you know the spiel i'm johnny i'm randy and we got a special guest with us today it's a buddy of ours actually it's Bra- uh, randy's uh, brother-in-law it is he's ugly he's irish <laughs> he's a mcgarity thank you for saying his last name jake <laughs> <laughs> John, johnny before we ever started recording he was like how do you say what's your last name again he's I like was- mcgarity he's like yeah Jake. Yeah, I was gonna. He said I was gonna butcher that one real big. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna be like, eh, Jake the Snake. Let's just leave it there. <laughs> so I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Y'all don't give me y'all's opinion yet because you already know how I feel about the movie. But the trailer made the film look look like it was gonna be an awesome flick. I'm sorry, I got excited when I seen the trailer until she said, "I've waited 50 years for this." Who Leatherface? I was like, oh my. Mm, but yeah, <clears throat> so the trailer. I thought they actually put a pretty decent trailer together, but. That's where it is. Well, you didn't tell me we were watching the remake of Halloween, the remix of Halloween Kills. Right. I mean. And you know, uh, one, if you have not seen this film, I know it's brand new. Uh, mm. We are going to have spoilers, so, because uh, I'm pretty much going through the whole flick. Uh, so, if you don't want to hear the spoilers, you haven't watched it yet, I'd eh, just listen to this because we'll do a better job than the film did. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> so, don't, don't let them lie. Anyway, anyway, I done got my dislikes wrote down. I got my likes, all that stuff, man. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm I'm trying my hardest not to ask y'all what y'all think about it. But anyway, Randy, you want to get started with the summary? Sure. Do we just want a plain Jane summary, or whatever I mean, you want? Yeah, go ahead and hit us up. After nearly fifty years of hiding, Leatherface returns to terrorize a group of idealistic young friends who accidentally disrupt his careful, shielded world in a remote Texas town. So, Jake, I got a question for you. You said you're not really a big, what, horror buff? 
horror, scary movies, that kind of genre, mm-hmm. I've never really been big in it. It just wasn't something my family watched. What about uh, now, like, so did you know the backstory behind Leatherface and all that? Yeah, as soon as I got older, uh, that's when I started watching it. Right. Um, I've seen bits and pieces of the original. Right. Um, <laughs> the one with Jess Galba, by far, my favorite. Right. Um, but yes, this was this was kind of a new experience for me, <clears throat> watching the, the new, new style. Right. And that's what, uh, like I was telling you all earlier, that's what amazes me is, uh, and I am not really giving my review, but this movie to me just seemed like they were like, Hey, maybe the more gore and blood we can throw in it. People will think it's a better movie. And that's what I'm saying. If you, and, and get me wrong, you know, Randy, uh, our last episode come out, mm-hmm. of the 1974 version. You said you wasn't a big fan of it until Leatherface got going, right. but still, even in that, there was only one scene with the actual blood in that one. Yeah. This one to me, I felt like that doesn't make a good horror movie. Just because you add the blood and everything, it kind of had a comedy feel for me. I, I'm not gonna lie. It it did. I'm not gonna lie. Even in the trailer, even in the I know you said the trailer made it seem pretty good, but the trailer <laughs> had that comedy feel for me. I would now. There is one thing that because I talked to uh, when we do our uh, what what do you call it the pulling scale pulling scale pulling scale. That's a buddy of mine. His name's David Pullen. And uh, he's the reason we started doing the pulling scale. Because pulling scale, <laughs> pulling scale. And we didn't agree every time we say his last name, we do that. What last name? I'm not going to say it. What are you talking about? But anyway. What are you talking about? The pulling. Pulling scale, <laughs> pulling scale. But, you know, I was telling David what I liked about it, what I didn't Who? like about it. And uh, I was telling him, I said, that's what ruined me. When I seen it in the trailer, where they're like, try it and you'll be canceled. Exactly. But he made a point. He was like, yeah, but. He goes, but then uh, te- uh, Leatherface killed everybody. So it was kind of like he was like, piss on your cancel culture. So I kind of, now after thinking of it that way, I dug that part. But then again, I'm still like, <sighs> just, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't want to say too much. We're just now getting started. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, go ahead and hit us with the cast. Uh, you got the directors and everything? Yeah. Uh, screenplay was by Chris Thomas uh, Devlin. And it was directed by David Blue Garcia. And this film is known as a horror slash thriller. And they come out this year uh, to Netflix. So you've got Mark Burnham plays Leatherface himself. Mm-hmm. Sarah Yarkin plays Melody. The worst character in any of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> films. Go ahead. No. No. Nope. Frank. No. Yes. Frank. Franklin? Franklin. Nope. Yep. Terrible. No, like legit, like all these diehard Texas Chainsaw Massacre fans have voted her the number one. I don't work. care. They uh, she didn't whine near as much as Cripple Dude did. Dude, but it was so like Sally, 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 so- Sally, <laughs> Sally. Hour and thirty four fifty five seconds. Sally, Sally, <laughs> Sa- Sally. It was fun. No, no. I shut up. The dude was no. Elsie <clears throat> Fisher plays Lila. You have Olwyn. Four hair plays Sally Hardesty. I hope I said that right. Nell Hudson plays Ruth. Mo Dunford plays Reich Reichster. Reichster. Richter. 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 Richter, who was Aether wow. Wolf on Vikings. Just Yay. putting that out there. Shut up for us, Matthew. <laughs> Jacob Lattimore played Dante Spivey. Mm-hmm. Jessica Elaine played Catherine, who was the banker chick. That's good enough. Sam no. <laughs> Sam Douglas played Herb, who was the uh, 
gas station attendant at the very beginning. William Hope played Sheriff Hathaway. And that's it. Because the rest of them... John Lurie-Cornette. Yeah, he was the one on the original Texas Chaser Massacre that did uh, the reading. You know how it comes on? It's like... Yeah. Yeah, that's Oh, so he, he did the reading. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was trying to... I know the dude, but right. I didn't... I've never seen his face, so that was throwing me off. Right on. Gucci. All right, so we ready to get into the film now? Rock and roll. I believe so. <laughs> I got a feeling we're going to hear a lot of opinions on this one. I believe so. And if I'm reading and I'm descri- uh, describing a scene, cut me off if there's something you want to mention in this. Because he does it all the time. What are you doing? I'm trying to make sure it catches you. Dude, it's going to catch me. You're I'm loud. upside down. I'm loud. You're weird. Loud and proud. <laughs> That's one way to put it. <laughs> All right, so the opening scene, it starts, it says August 18th, 1973, and we're hearing the original story from the original 1974 film, talking about Sally and all of her friends being brutally murdered by a masked man known as Leatherface. Well, Sally wasn't brutally murdered. Right. You said Sally and her friends were brutally murdered. Oh, well, she survived. The only survivor of the thing. False advertisement, sir. Right. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) So anyway, as the camera's panning back and it comes out of the TV, we realize that they're watching it on TV in a, uh, what do you say, just a little gas station? It's a little gas station. A little yeah. gas station. In Texas. And they got all the I Love uh, Texas shirts, and I love it because... I, I want one of them shirts. Yeah, because it's almost like the I Heart uh, New York. Yeah, but but it's an actual chainsaw. And it's te- I want one. Uh, but anyway, so we meet this chick. Her name is Lila, and... She's watching the news, and as she goes up to the clerk's, um, what would you call it, the counter space, she finds a little corkscrew, and it's got a chainsaw on the end of it. She picks it up, puts it in the bag, goes over there and pays for it, and as she's looking, uh, she sees like the picture of Leatherface, and then she sees a news article of Sally, and that's where it was like, survivor of mass murders, all this stuff. When she starts asking the, the clerk, she's like, so whatever happened to Sally? And he says uh, she became a ranger. And he said uh, he looked for her. She looked for him for 30 to 40 years. And Lila's like, well, did she ever find him? And he was like, look, he was wearing a mask. Never saw his face. And by ranger, he means she pretty much became a cop. Yeah. The Texas ranger. So. Um, well, then all of a sudden, now we get introduced to the worst character of any film, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh-huh. film. <laughs> Melody walks in and she's Sally. like. Sally. <laughs> She's like, La, you ready to go? And the store clerk's like, where y'all heading if you don't mind me asking? And they tell her, we're going to Harlow. And I didn't get this part. He goes, he goes, oh, okay. He goes, yeah, I know who you are. And he goes, everybody's aware of what, what you're here for. Yeah, it's he, he knows and everybody around that area knows that this these two people basically are trying to buy this town, mm-hmm. this old ghost town, to renovate it and turn it into... Something great. A new age kind of strip mall. Yeah, field. basically. Right. Yeah. But, you know, they turn around and they're like, we'll see you later. And they, they take off. But he he calls them something. What did he call them? I, can't, uh, I, I thought I heard gentry. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Gentry he, efforts is what he says. Yeah. But I don't know what gentry is. I, I don't know I, if he means like generational. That's kind of what I was thinking. But so I was thinking like another word for hippies. And maybe I mean it. And, and it, it could be like a new age hippie, like a modern. You need to look it up and see what it means. Oh my gosh! What I'm gonna type in? What is a gentry? 
<laughs> hey, you never know, man. If this pulls up something weird on my search history. <laughs> ain't like you ain't got a lot of weird stuff hey, on search hey, history. Anyway. No, we don't talk about that. All right. Well, wait. as you're looking that up, I'm going to go to the, the next scene. So we're getting introduced now to everybody that's involved in this uh, new project. We get introduced to Dante and his fiancee, Ruth, and then Melody and Lil Lila are fixing to get in the car. And all of a sudden, we see this big old nice-looking Dodge truck flying around, playing some heavy metal. And the camera's, like, panned up on the truck. And as the guy opens the truck door, he gets down. We see that he's carrying a uh, pistol on him. Uh, I couldn't tell what it was, though. <clears throat> I was trying to figure that out. So this says, Gentry is a noun. People of good social position, specifically in the UK, the class of people next below the nobility and position at birth or a people of a specific class or group and this says late middle english word meaning in the sense superiority of birth or rank so basically he was calling them yuppies i don't think he meant to say that because <laughs> he looked pretty country <laughs> yeah. and redneck yeah and I don't think he would have known what that word meant. <laughs> right, right. Well, there's a lot of stuff in this movie that didn't make sense. That's very true. Okay. Yeah, that's very true. Well, but we're going to mess around and get to the pulling scale really quick. We keep talking like oh, that. Oh, we're going to get there anyway. Pulling scale. So, we meet this guy. We don't know his name just yet, but it's a Texan. He gets out. He's got this gun on his hip. And right off the bat, the first thing Melody says is she goes, look at this guy. Who has such a small dick that he has to uh, walk in public with a gun? And I'm just saying, it doesn't matter if you're from New York, California, Florida. If you're in Texas, you know people in Texas are pro-Second Amendment. Yep. Uh, there's no way around that. Right. That'd be like me and Randy. We go. We went to Oklahoma last year to visit a buddy of mine. And their small little town, the only thing they had nice in it is a huge gun shop. A yeah. two-story gun shop. And everybody we saw, what were they doing? Carrying them guns. It was and that's what it is. That's so, what I mean, it is. But, and this is where, this is, I mean, I'm not disagreeing by no means. They didn't put it in there just to have it in there as a point of argument. No, no, no. There was actually a story behind it. Right. So that's why it didn't bother me that they had somebody that acted that way. Because no. it actually had a story to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, here's the thing. I I get that. I'm just the simple fact that, like I said, that made me all... Spoiler, she's the fin final girl in the film. She yeah. made it to the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, They did not make her likable at all. Like, uh -huh. I felt no sympathy for this chick through the entire movie. Every time something happened, I was like, good, you, you deserve that. Well, they tried to give her... They, they tried to redeem her. Well, they tried to make her sympathetic because she felt bad for the woman after she got her mm. heart attack or whatever. So they make they they did their best to make her likable because she was sympathetic towards this woman. Okay. But yeah, from the very get go, they they wanted people to look at her and be like, "All right, yeah, we're done with you." I see your gears turning. Go for it. And <laughs> and I'm not gonna say too much until we get to that next that next <laughs> next scene. Okay. But I will say. During this whole whole scene right here with this this gun at the gas station, you know, they get back in the car and she's scrolling on on social media. Yep. 
That's her sister scrolling. That, that's her yeah. sister scrolling. Yeah. You see a whole lot of politics. Mm-hmm. I, I got that. There's a little scene, and I don't know if I was the only one that caught it. I highly doubt I was. But there's a little scene where you see a little glimpse of like a little wound on her chest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That opens up the bigger door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can I can see where you know, Randy I can see I can see what you're talking about. Yep. Where she they're you're trying to make her feel sympathetic. I got it. I understand. But I guess it's just the way I was raised. I feel I, I, I was raised I, the same I, way. I, I can't I can't be a sympathetic person. No. See the thing about it is and to just go ahead and get the story out there, the sister, Lila she was actually involved in a school shooting, and she was actually shot. So during the whole movie, you, you get flat. She gets flashbacks and glimpses of her laying on the ground at this school and all this kind of stuff. And her sister even makes a comment after that that sorry, I didn't mean to get mad on your behalf or something. It's like it wasn't my part to get mad on your behalf or something like that. Right. But like I, I'm with you 100. percent But at the same time, as far as the movie goes, they didn't put it in there just to put it in there. It actually had. A story behind it, and then it actually comes into play at the end. Yeah, I mean, and no, I get that, but to me, and I'm not gonna go into too much detail, but it seems like nowadays every movie has to have something in it, a right. piece of everybody's lifestyle or everybody's right. beliefs, and and it's it's just kind of like you watch these movies to escape reality. That's me, right? And like I said, no, I mean, it's it's not that big of a thing. I, my, the biggest thing for me in this movie and this scene right here was the simple fact that the, the main chick that they're going to make last through the entire movie, you automatically make her, uh, make her unlikable. And then just like when uh, he's like, um, after she says the comment, he turns around and he's like, um, well, ma'am, I'm sorry. But, you know, and he starts talking about being from Texas, carrying his gun. And he's like, I'm sorry, it's such a big gun. It makes you feel uncomfortable. And then she like rolls the window halfway down. She's like, "I've seen bigger," and and not a little small small bit that he's kind of leaving out there. As Richter, the the gentleman owning the gun or holding the gun, in no way, shape, or form was he trying to flaunt, trying to do anything. It just happened to be on his side. Right when that little statement was made, he very calmly, without being too much of a too much rude, <laughs> yeah, too, too rude. Um, he he stated that there's feral hogs and you shoot them on sight. That they're carrying disease. That is a very valid reason, without a doubt, to me. Right. Um, and then, then that whole situation broke out. <laughs> so after after she makes the comment, they're in the car, and like I said, now you realize that Dante and Melody are the ones behind this whole project. Mm-hmm. They're buying this little town and. They're wanting to stay away from, uh, what is it? They said they don't like the city life anymore. They want to make it a more peaceful place. Like mm-hmm. I said, more pretty much like hippies. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they said it was getting too violent with all the crimes and, sh- and just violence going on, from what right. I call it. And uh, Lila, she's looking on Instagram photos, and this is what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. It's showing, uh, like, it's got the X on the no guns, mm-hmm. and then it's got people putting their hands up. It says, don't shoot, stuff like that. Which, like I said, just... I get that, and then her, because the, then you see, like you said, the remark, the mark on her, I think it's her left side. Yeah, mm-hmm. her left side. She kind of covers it up, so yeah. now you know, okay, she was, Yeah. you know. Well, she even makes a comment later in the movie that she was shot at, and then, right. that's when it, right. you know, kind of opens up. Well, as they're driving, uh, driving, that's when Melanie makes the comment. She's like, hey, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have got mad on your behalf, and I know where uh, Richter, 
Is that his name? Richter? Richter. Yeah. He drives, he just flies past them. <laughs> Blaring his music. Blowing exhaust. Blow, yeah, exhaust everywhere. And what kills me is Melody's like, what's his, what's his uh, psycho's problem? And I'm just like, you're the one that started it. You know, you had to make that comment. Mm, yep. Uh, well, as they're going down the road, all of a sudden we see a sheriff and he's pulling them over. They're like, oh, don't pull the psychopath over and pull us over. He walks up to the car and uh, Dante made a remark. He's like, keep your hands really see him. And and I'm not gonna lie, as soon as as soon as this happened, I was nervous for the movie. I was ner- I was nervous. <laughs> I thought I'm not gonna lie. I thought the worst end. I thought it was gonna bring up racial just racial issues. Right. Uh, profiling and all that a- stuff. Exactly. I, I was just ready to be upset with it <laughs> <laughs> yeah especially because that's what he said he's like keep your hands where you can see him and they're like but he did kind of crack a smile so he was joking about yeah, it because, right because right. she said don't even play like or something yeah, yeah. yeah exactly so they pull him over and all they're doing is the sheriff is letting them know hey look we know you got a group of people coming we just ask that you stay out of trouble and be respectful yes mm-hmm. yeah and then he's uh he's still talking to dante and he says something about um Oh, what's he saying? Oh, we've been here since, I guess, when the town was built. They were born here. They yeah. they were born raised here. here. Yeah, they've been there their whole lives. Pretty much let them know, hey, this is uh, this, this is our is home. Our home. Mm-hmm. Don't take advantage of it. Don't mistreat it. Pretty much. And Melody, I don't know what she said. She said something about we had relatives here. Yeah, she was saying her grandmother or great grandmother uh, lived here, and was was born and raised there. And then she went off to say something. Like a little uh, rhyme or something. Yeah, it was... Uh, when the clovers or... When the sunflower blooms in Harlow or... Winter is... When a Harlow sunflower blooms, something about doom. And because the sheriff finishes the sentence. Winter yeah. winter is doomed or something like something that. Something like that. There you go. You got, you're going to bother you, ain't it? Yeah, I'm a, I'll see if I can find it. All right. But then the sheriff, as soon as, you know, they had their little little conversation right there, the sheriff was all on board, smiling and yeah. and good to go. Yeah, he was like, you guys just stay out of trouble? Exactly. Turned around and walked off. Uh, so as they take off, now they arrive at Harlow. And <clears throat> this is one of my favorite scenes. When they pull up, you know, the, you see this little town. It's empty. It almost looks like, uh, to me, it almost looks like a stage, like Broadway. <laughs> you know, like the whole, like it just looks like the front of the buildings. And there's nothing behind it. Like, I don't know. It looks like it was stage built. Oh, no. See, it, it reminded me of... Like Tombstone, the 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 just the Tombstone movie, or, or Back to the Future Part Three, just that Western style town. Yeah, that's yep. just what it reminded me of. When I first seen it, I don't know if you ever seen the movie uh, House of Wax. Mm-hmm. That's what reminded me of House yeah. of Wax. How everybody it, was exactly, exactly. Did you see it? No, can't couldn't find it. find it, huh? No. So they get there and um, they're looking around the town, town, and they're like, "Oh, this is where." The restaurant's gonna go, and oh, the bank over here. Like they're they've already got plans in their head, and out of nowhere, <laughs> it's funny because Melody is talking to Lila, and she's like, "What are we doing here?" And she was like, "I'm ready to I'm ready to go back home." And Melody's like, "No, this is our new home." She's like, "Yeah, seven hours away." Right. So you can tell, and Melody just constantly tells her, "You can't live without me, or you can't, you need me, or something." I got to support you. Yeah, and, and to you, me, it was it was almost like she needed Lila. She was basically saying that she couldn't live by herself. She couldn't right. But she it, couldn't manage. The whole gist of it that was that I felt anyway was after she was involved in what she was involved in during the school shooting, she felt like it was her responsibility now to make sure she was taken care of. And to do that, she had to be with her at all times. Right. 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 
Well, all of a sudden, this big old garage door opens up, and we see Richter come out. Yeah. And it's funny because Dante's like, what is he doing here? Or what the heck's going on? And all of a sudden, of course, Melanie, she's like, what's he doing here? He walks up and he sticks his hands out, and Dante's like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> he realizes it's the, who was it? What do you call him? The real The contractor. 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 They shake hands, and uh, uh, now, like I said, now they realize that who this guy was this entire time. And and see, I, I thought something was kind of strange there. Uh, back, if, if you go, remember, going back to the gas station, the uh, clerk said everybody knew who this group of people were. Mm-hmm. So... Richter had to know who they were. <laughs> yeah, he was. I guess he was just kind of letting it play out. Uh, that that kind of threw me for a loop right there. And see, I kind and if you think about it too, like he got gas and he hauled balls. You know, when he went past them. Mm. I wonder if he was trying to hurry to get to the town before they did. That's kind of what I was thinking. It just it was kind of a little of a little 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 teaser. Th- little teaser. I wish I would have wrote it all down, but it kills me because uh, as he's talking, he's like. Uh, He's like, so, uh, are you guys a cult? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, no, no, no. That we just and and I think it's Ruth. Yeah, she's like, no, we're just a group of people that believe in the making the world a better place. Yeah, and he's like, yep, yeah, that's, that's a, a cult, cult. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And uh, it's funny because they all rolled their eyes, and uh, which he killed me because he's like, hey, he's like, as long as I get get my money, you do what you want with it. Exactly. It, I can, I can. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Sympathize? No, I don't want you to sympathize. (laughs) I can feel for this character just because... Mm. Relate. I can relate to him. Exactly. He's likable. I just... I thought... I thought I was going to like him better. Yeah. Richter? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, now this is the scene, and and where's Randy at? Because I want Randy to justify this for me. Next scene, you hear somebody go, you have got to be kidding me. Hey, guys, come here and look at this. They make a big deal out of it. Guys, come here and look at this. And you're thinking, okay, they're going to see like a dead, something on a stick or something, you know, like horrific. They go over there and it's a tore up rebel flag. It, it was a huge deal. They, they made a huge deal, which I'm not saying they should or shouldn't. That's between them. However, they bought a ghost town. <laughs> yeah. There was supposed to be no one there. But what, and what kills me is they're like, they're shocked about everything in Texas. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it is Texas, right? Texas and is Texas. My, th- my thing about it is, is you know you're in Texas. I get the whole image thing, and, and I think that's what it boiled down to. Mm-hmm. I and not just find anybody's reactions or anything like that, but I think the whole reason it caused up a big stir was because they were trying to project an image of new age. So they didn't want anything like I don't know, olden. I guess you could say. But they wanted to project new, restored-ish, whatever you okay. want to call it. That's what they were trying to do. New age. Yeah. I'm going to say this, and it's exactly what you're saying. This movie was made for... Uh, Millennials. Youth. Oh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. All the diehard people that watch the original, that love the original, that's why we all hate it. Well, it, it I haven't even watched the original or anything like that. It, it I, Like I said, I haven't been a big horror movie guy. Right. It just did not... I did not feel for it. I just, I don't know. When it, when it got thrown into my first scene, I was like, really? We're going to go with this? But, because they made such a big deal about it, and then they're like, well, we're going to have investors any minute now. They can't be seeing this. And it's like. Well, like, I mean, that was the premise of the whole movie. Right. Was they were buying mm-hmm. this town to get people, and they wanted to make sure people bought the town. So, and they wanted people, because they end up having an auction for right. the different buildings mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. 
So, I mean, that that was like the big thing about this whole movie was the whole reason they were there was to try to get this town restored. And and, and that's fun. Right. But you can't be mad at buying a ghost town and seeing <laughs> yeah. something that was, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 years old. <laughs> yeah. You can't be mad at that. <laughs> it's wrong. run down. No one was supposed to be there. And, again, that it's Texas. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we ain't got nothing against Texas. I can tell you that right now. I love visiting Texas. So, anyway, uh, Dante's like, well, we got to get that down. So, Dante uh, goes inside. Him and Melanie goes in the house. Well, they walk in. It says City of Harlow Orphanage. Mm-hmm. And they go in, and Dante says, well, I'm going to go upstairs to get it. And uh, Melanie's just kind of walking around. I guess she's just kind of snooping because they think it's empty. Mm-hmm. Supposed to be. Well, he gets upstairs, and he turns the corner. And as he's going toward the window, we get a shot from another room. And you just see... Which I don't think you said you didn't I say I completely it. missed it. I'm not going to lie. We just see a big old dude with long hair and a beard just sitting there in a chair. But it's not focused on him. It's focused on uh, Dante going to the window. And he he's trying to reach. He can't get the uh, the rebel flag down. And when he, when he finally sees the investors coming around the corner, he hurry, gets off. Well, it goes back to that same camera shot. And now the chair is empty. There's no big dude sitting there. Mm-hmm. I completely missed it. Yeah, I thought it was pretty. I thought it was pretty neat because when I first watched it the first time, I was like, "Wait a minute!" I rewound it because I was yeah. like, "Because at first I was like, is that a picture?" Because he don't move, does he? He's no, just like he's just <laughs> dead silent still. So <clears throat> anyway, so he goes down and um, out of nowhere, they're like, "Hey, the investors are here," and we hear an old lady, and I want to say they said her name was Judy. I mean, I didn't hear her name. Uh, I don't think I heard her name either. I think they said Judy when she was, uh, when the officers come in to get her oh, yeah. and the guy yeah. grabbed her. I think they said Judy. But anyway, Dante and Melanie are down there talking and all of a sudden you hear this old lady and she's like, what are y'all doing in our house? And they're like, we're, you know, we're sorry. We thought this was an empty house. And that's when they bring up the whole, um, the bank situation and all that. Well, she comes over. She's like, well, she made a comment that I really like. She says, well, if I knew I was going to have company, I would have put on my face. I, I saw, or I heard that too. And and not only just that little comment, I kept hearing the, the word our house. Mm-hmm. The word our kept popping out at me. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I don't know about it, but if it would have been me in those those guys' situation, I would have drawn up some red flags. Who are, who, who's, who's we? Who right. else is here? Exactly. Right. Well, uh, she walks past him after she says, I should, I uh, would have put my face on. She walks there, and I guess she's getting, like, tea for him and stuff. Well, they were sitting down, and Melanie's like, well, what are you even doing here? And she goes, the bank represents this house. And she's like, oh, you mean that mix-up with the bank? She's like, no, no, no. She goes, I got the deed and everything. And Melanie is actually, I will say, she's trying to play it. She's being sweet to the woman. Mm-hmm. She's not being rude. And she's like, well, do you care if we see it? And she's like, well, I, I don't understand why I'd have to show you what I own. And then, of course, Dante, he was like, uh, uh, he was like, that's because you don't have it. You're lying. He got very defensive and upset. I, I, he did. Very quick. And because she was talking, but she, before that, she was telling the story about, I've raised a lot of, uh, I took care of a lot of boys uh, that didn't have homes and stuff like that. Well, he keeps getting really defensive over it. And then finally she looks up, she goes, is it about my flag? And she said, is that, she goes, you got the wrong impression of me. She goes, I took care of boys just like you. Mm-hmm. She goes, I ain't got nothing against Negroes. Mm-hmm. And he gets up and he's like, you know what? F it. And she's like, you watch your mouth. And he's like, no, you watch yours. And he just storms out. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Melody runs over there. And she's like, just calm down. You know, 
he storms out and I love this I did like this thing I'm gonna lie to you I'm gonna say her name's Judy she gets up goes over to Melanie and she was like you got it all wrong she goes I, I, I ain't got nothing against nobody I own this house I took care of these kids well she's starting to get upset because Melanie's like you don't belong here you don't we uh, the bank repossessed this house very nicely though yes She's, she keeps talking to like, maybe you can find a shelter or something like that. And when that. she says shelter and she starts flipping out, I love it because you hear something upstairs and they both look upstairs and has the camera pans. You just see the silhouette of a big old dude. Big old boy. Just, just sitting there looking. Yep. And as soon as she sees him, she's just like, uh, she, uh, what's she, does she call him baby? I think so. I think that's what she says. Yeah. But she, but it's like instant. She's like, oh, hell. <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. And she's like, go back to your room. She goes, everything's going to be okay. You know, like. <laughs> it's almost like she was saying. Yeah, yeah, like, mm-mm, don't. Don't do nothing. Yeah, and she was like, it's going to be okay, you know. And out of nowhere, well, he does turn around and start to walk off. Yeah, he mm-hmm. does, yes. Well, then all of a sudden, the police just bust the end. There's two cops. I want to say one of them was a sheriff. And, and one of them was a deputy. deputy. Yeah. Right. They pull, or they come in, and that's when she's uh, saying something about, uh, or they say, Miss Judy, you need to come with us. And she's like, this is all a misunderstanding. Well, the well, he even makes comments like, I told you a week ago you had to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and the deputy actually he didn't do it. I guess rough, but the way he grabbed her, it started making her upset. Mm-hmm. She's turning her oxygen up, and the sheriff. That, that's when sheriff I, I believe says, uh, "Hey, hey, don't you know? Don't grab Judy yeah. like that or something." They start to take her out. Melody's getting upset because she's seeing what's going on, and I'm guessing she's having a, she's having a heart attack, a or, heart attack, stroke, something. What, right, I think it was a heart attack, and she actually starts vomiting. Well, they get her out, and they're like, call an ambulance. And he, he's like, well, that's, that's us. We too. are the ambulance. Yeah, you know. Well, in, in the middle of her vomiting and kind of, not really convulsing, but on the ground, here here comes Baby back. He's <laughs> walking down the stairs again, and it's kind of over, taking care of her. I mean, he just comes out of nowhere and just walks nowhere. right through everybody and just picks her up. And I did like that because it's, cause he, he's not showing a violent tendency. Yeah. He's just down there, and he's worried about his mama. Mm-hmm. And the whole time this is going on, uh, Richter. Richter is up there taking down the flag. He's on the outside of the building taking it down, and uh, so they put her in. The, uh, they put her in the back. And and I'm, I'm gonna stop you right there. Okay. While while Richter's up there taking the flag down, you know her son is walking her and putting her in the ambulance. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you caught it, but there was like a slow mo pan of him just sitting there watching him. He it's like he kind of knew something. I, oh, I Richter felt up like, there. I felt like. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's little subtleties like that that like the face we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. I didn't catch that the first time I watched it. No, uh, but anyway, so Leatherface gets in there, uh, gets in the ambulance with his mom, and Melanie wants to ride with him, but Ruth is like, no, 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 I'll go with him, and she goes, I'll make sure she's taken care of. So Ruth gets in the front seat with the sheriff. They take off, and the but right when they take off, all you see is Leatherface's eye, and he's like staring a hole at Melanie, and she's just, which kind of predicts what's going to happen at the end because mm-hmm. she's standing in the middle of the road in that camera shot. Now that you think about it, mm-hmm. yep. So he's like, "Yep, she's the one right there." Uh, I did like this scene though. They take off, and Dante, you can't it really don't bother him. Dante's just like, "Well." All right, we got that settled. Right. And then uh, Richard walks over there, and I love it. He's got that flag folded. He's like, here's your flag. And he just hit, slams it against slams his chest. Slams it against his chest. Just drops it. I like that. Yeah. But I was like, yep, that's why I like that dude right mm-hmm. there. Just wish he had a bigger role. Yep. And so we see Dante. He's introducing Melanie to Catherine. And I want to say they said she was the banker. 
Yeah, she had some, she was something to do she with had, the bank loan or something. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, she had something to do with the money. <clears throat> uh, let's see here. It cuts back to now. They're in the um, back of the ambulance, whatever you want to call it. And Judy and I didn't notice this first time I watched it again either. Like I said, I don't know. I I think I missed a lot of crap the first time I seen it. Uh, Leatherface is actually kind of like holding her, and he's like stroking her hair. And she leans up to him, and she goes, "I want you to be a good boy." And she goes, "And stay out of my room." She said, "I want you to be a good boy. Be the boy I taught you to be." Yeah, and then that's when she says, "And make uh, and stay out of my room." Yes, I didn't catch that the first time. Mm-hmm. When she starts, her oxygen starts going down. She's pretty much dying. Mm-hmm. He starts flipping out, and he starts turning the knob to try to get her more oxygen. He's putting a mask on her face, and uh, the deputy kind of leans back, and he's like, "What? How did he say it?" She's croaked. She's yeah. He goes, uh, "She croaked." Hey, yeah. He's like, "Hey, sheriff, the old lady just croaked." However, he said it, but Leatherface is still just going, going to town, and the guy grabs a hold of Leatherface's hand, tries to calm him down. Yeah, big mistake. Leatherface grabs this dude's hand, and what? Like, did he break it from the wrist or break it from the? Uh, it, it looked like it was on his forearm. Yeah, he actually grabbed like the top of his hand and cracked his whole wrist. Had the bone sticking out and everything. Yeah, it, it was. It was stuck the one. dude right in the neck. Yeah, they all start screaming. It shoves the dude's uh, bone through the guy's neck, and that's when he pulled the gun out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, the the deputy had the gun already. Oh, okay. Now did he try to shoot him? And because I didn't no, see that part. No, he had the he had the gun in his hand. Leatherface grabbed that hand and hit it up on the roof. And uh, when he did, the gun went off. It was an accidental discharge. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, he ended up hitting the sheriff. Uh, and Ruth is up front with the sheriff. They're all freaking out. Now the uh, the sheriff is shot. And in the they, head, in the head, mind you. In yeah, the, in the head. <laughs> yeah, no, in the neck. It was in the neck. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. Shot in the neck. Okay. I mean, it don't make it no better. But, in the neck. He yeah. was done. He was, he was croaked over. Didn't <laughs> drive. Yeah. He, he was gone. So the vehicle's going through a field, and all of a sudden you see it going full force, and it just hits a... I Looks guess like a, it hit like a combine or a harvester. Yep. Hits it, wreck, just goes to black real quick. Cuts back to Lila and Richter, and they're actually... Lila walks in, and she's talking to Richter. He's in there still working on his truck, and... She pretty much, this scene right here is when she finally tells the events of the school shooting. Yes. She sees his gun sitting over there. And uh, I want to say she's like, yeah, she says, is it loaded? And he's like, yes. And this is when he actually sees the scars on mm-hmm. her. And that's where you can start seeing that he's actually sympathizing with her. He's like, yeah. okay, this girl's been through a lot. Yeah, he, he actually unloaded the weapon for her and double-checked it and let her hold it. Yeah. Well, she ended up having a flashback and... Obviously, she's got PTSD. Yeah, there's no no way around it. Yeah, and she, she even kind of threw the, com- the gun down, and yeah, she makes the comment like I've been shot at, and I said I never shot one, been shot at, and then she says the name of a high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He puts two and two together, yeah. and he's like, that must have been something crazy to live with. You you can just see it on his face that he yeah. he felt bad. He he feels bad, and he he just he wants to make her feel better. I felt like yeah. right, you know. Well, before. Uh, uh, before that wreck happened, Ruth went to text Melanie, and it didn't show exactly what she texts. Well, now after that scene, Melanie gets on the bus and she sees she grabs her phone and all she sees is the text says, "Old lady just died." Melanie starts being upset. Um, Dante gets up there and she's like, "Look, we just killed her." Yeah, Mel- but- Melanie actually uh, actually makes a statement. You know, this is a bad omen. This this is bad. Mm-hmm. We have to leave. Yep. 
And and that's what kills me is when she shows it to Dante, he's just like, dang. Like, that was and it. And just kind of walks off. I mean, yeah, that was like it. Like, it's no big deal. And she's like, we just killed her. And he goes, no, heart disease killed her. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's the thing is you don't even know what she died from. And he's already just, you know, he's well, passing I, a buck. Yeah, and, he, and, he he's like, well, I mean, she was old for one. She clearly had a heart attack. So, we didn't do it. And don't get me wrong. I, I'm i not going to say I side with him. Right. But I understand. They didn't actually kill him. It right. just It was more of a stressful situation. Yeah, um, it, she would still be alive if they hadn't went in there and upset her. Yes. That's yes. pretty much the way Melanie's seen it. Uh, well, Melanie starts to go look for Lila, and she walks into Richard's uh, uh, shop. Say, shop. She goes upstairs, and she sees Richard. He's just sitting there on his bed, and Lila comes out of the bathroom. She's like, where's my sister? And Lila comes out of the bathroom, and she's got her, like, I don't know, her flannel around her waist. Mm-hmm. Smoking and, a cigarette. Yeah. And she's like, really? That guy just cuts to her saying that? She's like, what, you think I effed him? And he, she's like, well, what did you? Like, I'm like, dang, she is judgmental. Mm-hmm. But the whole time they're talking, they're walking in there, she's like, we're leaving now. And she goes, what's going on, Melanie? And she goes, the old lady just died. Well, the camera pans up to Richard. He's upstairs, and he heard everything she just said. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you, what everyone said earlier, when I first saw it, I was like, okay, he's got something up. You know, he, I, I, you know. I kind of thought that, he was going to be on a different side of things. Right. You know, kind of like the, the Jessica album, or Jessica Bill, my my bad, the Jessica Bill one. That sheriff, he mm. was he was a part of it. I kind of, yeah. I had that feel. Yeah. I had that feel. Well, he ain't never going to play a good guy. <laughs> you know, he does such a good bad guy. Exactly. I love it. That's right. Uh, now, this is probably my favorite scene of the whole movie. They goes back to the wreck. Ruth is just now waking up. She, you know, she's kind of dazed. And she's observing what's going on. She's looking around, seeing uh, the sheriff's dead next to her. She sees the body behind her. Well, as she looks out the uh, right side mirror, the passenger mirror, she sees Leatherface, and he's like on his hands and knees, and he's just cutting. And you know what he's cutting. I I didn't think he was cutting. I I truly didn't. At first, I thought he was still shaking on his mother. No, I knew it. Well, I see her whole body. Her whole body's moving. I mean, he's like I I, I knew exactly what what was fixing to happen. I thought that's what he was doing, and then then I kind of started seeing the blood. (laughs) Yeah, and then I put two and two together. Well, she's she's saying this whole time that Leatherface is cutting off his mom's face, and uh, you know he's he's sitting there carving. She looks over, she sees the radio because she can hear it making noise. She gets on the radio and she's trying to be real quiet. She's calling for help. And the radio is actually attached to the uh, gas station. Mm-hmm. The clerk has it turned on. <clears throat> Excuse me. As she's sitting there hauling for it, she looks and finally we see him peel the face off and he stands up and he holds it up to the light. I think, good the shot. sun, I think that was a good shot. Good shot. I, I thought it was pretty nice. I, I did dig that. I was like, oh, that's a cool one, you know. She starts flipping out. He he puts it on, and now she's on the radio. And she's like, he's wearing her face. Saying he's, it really soft and quiet. She's trying to be yes, be under the radar. But as she's saying it, the store clerk actually hears her say, uh, he's wearing her face. So he, he knows right then. He knows mm-hmm. exactly who it is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sheriff wakes up. <laughs> the one that was shot in the neck. <laughs> yeah. You know, died and wrecked. <laughs> he starts <laughs> Everybody in this movie is Superman. Can we just say everybody is superhuman in this movie? So he wakes up and starts coughing, and she's like, "Please be quiet, shush." You know, which I mean, you couldn't be if. Oh yeah. 
I like this, man. All of a sudden, Leatherface just pops up and she turns her head real quick. So mm-hmm. you just got a, a glimpse of his face. Mm-hmm. I dug that. That was a pretty good scene, but I don't know what this dude had. It was the oxygen bottle. Is that what it was? It was the oxygen bottle. I didn't. I thought it was a piece of wood. I didn't know what it was, but he just started smashing. Laid into that cop. Yeah. Just nailed him. Which, like I said, I, I, this whole scene I thought was shot really well, especially because it just had the little teasers. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, I saw a little bit of his face, but I didn't see it all yet. It's like he wanted more. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, then now, uh, Leatherface walks off, and we see that he's dragging his mom's body out mm-hmm. off. Or Ruth is seeing it. We don't know where she he's taking it, so Ruth decides, okay, I'm going to get out that window. She unhooks her seatbelt, and she's trying to be as quiet as she can, and... She pulls the uh, sheriff back so she can climb out the window. Well, she sticks her head out the driver's window. Everything. I thought this was a good build-up. It wasn't just her head. It, it felt like she stuck her whole body out first and then decides to look. Well, yeah, and that's what uh, well, which we'll get to in a second. She's got her head out the window. Good, intense scene because all, you all you're focused on is her breathing. She looks to the left, she slowly looks to the right, and then all of a sudden she looks behind her, and boom, now you can it's, see Leatherface. It's like you knew. You right. knew. He's watching her. I'm like you. When he bang, when he smashes the window to grab her, it looks like she could have just hopped out. Right. But he just reached in and grabbed her foot, so apparently she was stretched all the way across. I guess. <laughs> he grabs a hold of her, pulls her back, starts choking her. Uh, I believe he's choking her with his left hand. And what's that? A piece of was that a piece of glass? It was a piece of cut? glass. I wonder if that, I'm thinking that was the one he. I think it was. Matter of fact, he goes to stab her in the stomach. She's trying to fight it, and eventually he gets her in the stomach, and he just starts pretty much carving her mm-hmm. from the right side to the left. Gave her a C-section. Yep. Pretty yeah. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. And I did like this though. When he lets her go, she had one tear that just dropped yeah. from her left eye. That I don't know. Good. That that was good. I like yeah, that. That looked good. So Ruth is now dead, and like I said, to me, that was the best scene of the entire movie. Yeah, that that in last little little fight scene between those two, that's when you got to see his face. Yep. That's that's when it was up close and personal. Right. And now I like this shot too. Uh, Leatherface is done. He's wore out. And he's wa- he starts heading toward the road, and I love the wide shot where you see the field. He comes up. <laughs> Hold on, we gotta do. The- the little peekaboo when he yeah. comes out of the. That, I didn't know what to think about that. That just like why was that? Why was that necessary? I think for the trailer. I mean, because <laughs> that's what it shows in the. Tra- Honestly, I think that's where he put his mom, and then he was just that was him okay. standing up. Yeah. Okay, because that that's makes, I, that makes more sense, right? I I don't I just it didn't make sense to me at first, <laughs> but I love the shot when he's walking up the road because, like I said, you see the the uh, the storm is rolling mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the long drive. Uh, the long road, and now you see the field, and he comes up, and you can tell he's exhausted. Which, if this is going from the 1974, it's supposed to be a direct sequel. He, he'd be in the 60s in this movie anyway. So, he's an old bird. Tough old bird. All right. Let's see here. Randy, do you remember any of this film? Well, yeah. yeah. Well, good. I'm going to let you talk about this next scene. It's where Richard takes the keys. Richter. So, basically, he's getting... All the uh, investors or whatever, they're all milling around. And I think uh, this is when they're doing the auction. Where Melody's up there at the podium and doing the auction and everything. Mm-hmm. So she And they're basically just like taking taking bids on uh, different buildings for people to put their businesses in. Melody notices uh, Lila walking off. 
Um, so he ends up, they're all milling around and talking. He ends up going to, was it Dante? Mm-hmm. He goes up to Dante and he says, I heard about the old woman. And he grabs grabs keys out of his hand. Because what Melanie and Lila fixing to get in the bus and leave? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he uh, he grabs the keys and then he jumps into the, the bus, pulls the keys out of the ignition. And he was like, that woman's dead because of you. Basically, he was like blaming he, them all the whole time he, for it. He took all means of transportation from <laughs> yeah. everyone. Yeah, he made sure they weren't going nowhere. Again, red flag. Kind of thought he was in right. on it. But I do like that because Dante's like, what the F are you doing? Yeah. And it's the way when he grabbed those keys, he uh, he was like, uh, you, you're going to show me you got the deed to that house. He said, you show me the deed and you'll get these keys back. But it was the way he stepped up to him. Like yeah. he almost like mm-hmm. bumped his forehead like, yeah. like it upset him bad. Oh, yeah, he wasn't playing. And when I first seen that, I was thinking, okay, he's related to that old lady. That's kind of what I thought. Like, he was a kid that was raised or yeah. something. But, anyway. Uh, let's see. So, squeeze. All right. So, they go inside the bus, and he's gonna. He's like, well, we're going to prove this right now. And he starts looking through all the files. Richter's already walked off. Dante and Melanie's on the bus. And I don't know if Lila's with him or not, but he's looking for the deed. And he's like, uh, I don't know. It should be right here. And Melanie's like, please tell me you have that deed. And he was like, well, they all didn't come in at the same time. Some of them take longer than others. And uh, is it Lila that says something about the deed being in the house? Wouldn't it, wouldn't the deed be in the house? Well, she said, if uh, if we didn't have the deed, then the deed would be in the house. Right. Yeah. And if she didn't have it, it wouldn't be. So, exactly. <clears throat> so now they're heading off to go. Um to find this deed in her house. Well, it cuts to the store clerk and it shows he's on the phone and he's calling Sally. Mm-hmm. Sally Hardesty, the survivor. Turn ranger. Yeah, of the 1974. Uh, but it's funny because... Or you can call her Lori. Yeah, Lori Strode. She's out <laughs> there, but she's gutting... Was, it a, was that a pig or yep, a deer? It was she, a pig. Okay. Yeah, a big old hog. And, uh, of course, they're making her seem like, okay... She's bad to the bone now. She, because as soon as uh, she answers the phone, and he's like, he's back. It just cuts to now, like she's got her cowboy hat on. She's all dressed up, and now she's got a bag of goodies, bag of uh, what she had, like shotguns, ammo, rifle, everything that you would need. She throws it in the back of her uh, blazer and drives off. You know she's down for business. Well, actually, she when she gets in her vehicle, she looks at an old picture she still has in her sun visor, and it's from the original cast from the original 1974 version. Out of the Polaroid. And now, fun fact, Sally's house <laughs> is John Rambo's house in The Last Rambo. So, <laughs> just saying, I had to throw that out there. Dang. So, whenever you finally get a chance to watch all the Rambo movies, then you'll be like, hey, I've seen that house before. I think I have seen that house because I think you showed me that last scene. Oh, I probably did. Where they were fighting and mm-hmm. at the barn. And, oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so now Dante and Melanie that they're in the old lady's house. They're looking for the deed, and he says, or she says, "I'll check upstairs." And he goes, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll check down." He goes into the kitchen for a little bit, looks around. She goes upstairs. She's looking, and pretty much just seen right here is just them look through the house. Make it, I mean, long story short. Finally, Melanie's upstairs and she finds this key to this little lock box that she has on her, like, vanity. She opens it up and first thing she sees is there's the deed. And Melanie just loses it. Like, she starts bawling. She's mm-hmm. upset. She's realized 
this old lady was right. Mm-hmm. Well, Dante's downstairs, and at the same time, they both hear something creak. Yep. So they're like, hold up. They thought it was each other. Right. Well, Dante hears something in the kitchen. but And I think you pointed it out. When Dante first goes in the kitchen, it shows it zooms in on his knife. You can see this huge meat cleaver. <coughs> plain, plain, plain as day. Yep. And then when he goes back in it, now it's gone. Yep. And what, what do you call that? Uh, it's like a utensil chandelier. Yeah. Yeah. Pots and pans and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's kind of shaking. Well, he, Dante walks over, and this was a good shot. I, I liked it as well. He grabs the pan, and as he looks into the pan, you see the reflection of Leatherface coming up behind him. He spins around, and Leatherface just gives a good swipe. You see blood go everywhere, and but you don't really know what happened. Yeah. Oh, I thought his. I thought he got his neck. Just. Yeah. Way, I thought. I thought he got him in the chest. The way. The way it was. He was bleeding. Yeah. But I love the shot because he tried to run out the door, the swaying door, and the mm-hmm. door kept opening and shutting. Yes. And right. every time the door would open, you'd see him do something else. It would shut, open yeah. something else. Yeah, I thought that was good. Well, Melanie's hearing all this, and all of a sudden, Dante just busts out of the kitchen. He's got blood all on him. He falls down on the ground, face first. Dead. And a puddle, puddle of blood. Yes. He's sitting there gargling on his blood. and gone. Dude was dead. uh, Well, Melanie, she's coming downstairs, and as she's coming downstairs, she sees Leatherface standing over him. Mm -hmm. And this was a pretty neat thing. As she's looking, all of a sudden, Leatherface whips his head up to the uh, looking upstairs, and she's gone. So, and what she do, Randy? What she do? She did what every every scared white woman in a scared movie does. She ran upstairs. Where was she supposed to go though? Gone. Leave. Go bye bye. But she went straight. Pull to the Sydney closet. Prescott. Go to the front door. She went straight to the closet. <laughs> yeah. And she does, she hides in the second. Something else, Lori. Second. Did. Basic white girl. Think about that. Yeah. This movie is Halloween. You know, before before we, insult Halloween, before we get too far into this scene, I just <laughs> want to make a point that Leatherface was a few miles away from the town, correct? Because mm-hmm. they were going to the hospital. Yeah. And all that time of them looking for the deed and talking to Richard, which didn't see, wouldn't have seemed for more than 15 minutes. Right. Somehow Leatherface made it all the way back <laughs> to meet them there. Right. I, I don't know. It just that was one of the things that I didn't like about it. Yeah, the 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 time rushing thing. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. But she runs back upstairs and she gets in the closet, and Leatherface follows her up there, which he don't know she's up there, but he's mm-hmm. looking around. She actually ran into Mama's uh, bedroom, mm-hmm. and Leatherface walks in, and what's he do? He goes straight to the closet, and she thinks that he's looking for her, which he wasn't. What he was doing was looking for. The mama's dress. Yeah. He finds her dress. He takes it off the hanger and he goes and sits down at her vanity. And he's just holding it, smelling it. Mm-hmm. And they kind of gave you a little sympathetic uh, mm-hmm. scene. You felt sorry for him. Made you feel bad. Right. And then, and I never noticed it the first time I watched it. And Jake's one that pointed out. When he turns around, he started putting makeup on. Mm-hmm. He was trying to make his mama's face look pretty. He was, mm-hmm. he was, putting, her, he was putting her face on for her. I thought, that's, yeah. That's exactly it. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I did like that. And then... All of a sudden, now he hears... He hears the commotion and the partying outside. Yep. He stands up, looks outside, uh, and, she, you know, Melanie, the whole time she's in there crying, but she's seeing what he's looking at. He sees him, and he just takes off, and he breaks He breaks the vanity mirror. He's he's having a fit. He storms off, so she knows all hell's fixing to break loose. Uh, 
Well, I don't know where it starts raining, which is still in the daytime. Yep. It starts raining, and Catherine tells everybody, get on the bus. We're moving the party to the bus. And it cuts back to now Leatherface is back upstairs, and he's, uh, oh, that's what it is. He gets, um, whoa. It's like a sledgehammer. Yeah, it's like axe. a little nope. mini sledgehammer, ain't yeah, it? Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah. Well, as he's get as he goes downstairs to get it, Melanie gets out of the closet and then she hides underneath the bed because he's coming back upstairs. Mm-hmm. He comes up, goes in his mama's room, and just starts beating against the wall. Just starts smashing the wall. We don't know what exactly he's looking for. Well, Dante wakes up. Dude was dead. He was gone. <laughs> there no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Dude lost twice the amount of blood he had in his body. But he gets up. And he's struggling to get outside. He goes outside. They open the door, and it's pitch black now. It's di- I mean nighttime. Like it, that. It's it's like you turn the lights off. It, it that was another thing. Well, man. the I crazy just didn't thing about it. it is when uh, I, I keep wanting to say when Lori showed up, when Sally showed up, <laughs> it showed the clock on her on her Jeep said three o'clock. Did it? Yeah. Hmm. So was it supposed to be three o'clock in the morning, or were her clock just wrong? I don't know. I didn't. I mean, it was I pitch black. That either. So I didn't notice that either. Man, you was really looking because I didn't notice it, but Yeah, it said 3 o'clock because I remember thinking, how is it already well, 3 o'clock when it was sunny 15 minutes ago? Uh, when they went to went inside the orphanage, it was bright as day outside. Yeah. Mm. Sunny and clear. Before and it started raining, it was bright it, as day. Right. And don't get me wrong, it, it did start raining. But whenever, in that whole little scene, whenever Dante actually walked out, it was dark. It was nighttime. All I know... Mosquitoes were out. All I know is there's some really dark rain clouds in I'm Marlo, telling Texas. you. Well, it's uh, Dante gets up and walks out. It's pouring down rain, and he actually walks past Richard's uh, shop. And Richard's like, uh, "Hey, what was you doing in that house?" Like he's concerned about it. Well, Catherine is walking around the other way, and she sees Dante, and but we still haven't seen what exactly is going on with him. And Richard walks over, and it's funny because he's like, "Hey, I'm talking to you. Don't walk away when I'm talking to you." And then, but then his attitude changes. He's like, "Man, you all right?" I guess now he can start no, telling. Notices him hobbling. And Dante turns around, and his left side of his bottom jaw is just hanging. It, it's it's like that cleaver just cut his jaw. Yes, that's basically what it was. Which that was a good effect. I thought it looked yeah. good. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Good. He fall. Uh, he goes to fall against the wall, and Richter actually grabs a hold of him. And I did like this scene because it did kind of show that even though they were hating on each other at the beginning or a difference. It, they had differences. Yes. You, you you could still sympathize with one another. Yeah. And Richard grabs a hold of him, and they're actually he's actually holding his hand. He's like, man, stay with me, stay with me. I like that shot. He and said, I, who did this to you? Stay with me. Yes. And they actually focused on him him holding his hand. Mm-hmm. So I did like that. He looks over at uh, Catherine, and he's like, go call for help now. And she's like, what happened? He goes, go call for help. Get on the bus and stay there. Yes. She takes off running, and he stands up, and now he's fixing to head to the house. So Richard gets to the house, and he's done got his uh, gun pulled, and Melanie is still hiding underneath the bed. And we're still hearing Leatherface just bang against the wall. And uh, has he got it? Does, he, he finally broke he, through. He finally okay. broke through. Okay, you, I can't remember if it actually showed it yet or not. Well, it showed a little handle. Got you. I got mean, you. You, you. It was a tease. You. You knew what it was. Yeah. And if, if you recall back on this podcast right here, you remember what the mom said: "Stay out of my room." Right. Right then right. and there, I. I just knew. I knew. <laughs> well, he. He finally. He reaches in, like you said. It, it's a teaser, but you know what it is. 
and it's focused on Melody. Melody, she's laying underneath the bed, and all of a sudden, the chainsaw just, boom, just drops right in front then of her. Then you see the full thing. Old Faithful. He's trying to fire it up, and I remember watching it. He's trying to fire it up, and I'm like, wait a minute. If that's supposed to be the original chainsaw from 1974, and that fires up, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> I will turn this movie off. Thankfully, it just went, so... Did you think it was going to fire right up? I really did. And I was like, come I, on, man. I thought it was, too. And, and <laughs> it fired up, still fired up way too quick. It did, but I mean, at least it didn't just... Because exactly. now we're just nitpicking, which is what we're here for anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he gets the chainsaw, and he hears somebody coming upstairs as, as well as Melody. Well, Leatherface face, face goes <laughs> hides behind the door. Leatherface hides behind the door. Richard comes up the stairs. He's got his gun aimed. Or drawn out, and Melody sees who it is, and she looks. She starts tapping her foot against the. Is that the vanity it's mirror? A, the, it's a the, little like full a, full length mirror. Yeah, gotcha. stand up mirror. She's she kind of she kind of turns it. Yeah, she's trying to turn it so he can see when he's walking in the door who's behind the door, which was actually pretty slick. Yeah, yeah, that I would have never done that. I no, wouldn't have thought about it. I'd just be like, run. Yeah. <laughs> so, but at the same time, you you'd have thought Leatherface would have seen her foot. Right. That's well, well, because he popped out out of nowhere. Like that's what I, I thought he saw the mirror turn, and that's why I he did ran too. out. So well, and normally, if a mirror can see your face, you should be able to see the mirror. Uh huh. That's what I was always taught. You know, that's science. So she turns the mirror, and right when she turns it, Rich Richters actually sees it. And I don't remember what remark he made, but Leatherface comes out of nowhere, and the fight scene happens. And mm-hmm. man, that's a good one. I did think it was a pretty good fight. It was, scene. It was a good one. Uh, Richter put up a fight and. They're sitting there duking it out. He swing, Leatherface swings at him with the hammer. He misses. Uh, it looks like Richter is fixing to actually uh, start choking Leatherface is the way I took it. And mm-hmm. I don't know where, dude, Leatherface takes that right right hand and just smashes his left knee oh in backwards. Gosh. Mm-hmm. Turns him into an ostrich. Oh, yeah, it hurt me. <laughs> and instead of him going down, nope, he just jumps right back on Leatherface. Hobbling. Yep. Dragging that leg. They hit the window. They break the window. And there's a... There's two shards of glass sticking out, and I ain't gonna lie, I was kind of disappointed with this part because it didn't I was upset. it didn't really show it no. for one, and then I didn't want him dying either. But he grabs uh, he grabs Richard's face and he starts bringing it over toward the glass, and he slams his neck inside real quick. He slams it, uh, cuts him real deep in his throat. Uh, Richard falls on the ground, and as he's laying there, just bleeding out, he looks over and he sees Melody under the bed. And I did like this. It was like one last uh, act of kindness. Yeah. He takes the key off of his belt loop and goes to hand it to her. Well, kind of just, you know, hey, here it is. To like show it's there. Right. And then out of nowhere, man, you just see a hammer, boom, it just hits uh, Richard's head, smashes oh, it in. It was so brutal. Dude. It was like Negan off one yeah, head. Yeah, it, it was. It was, it was not not as rough. Oh, it was It was good. No, it was, but it, it, but was, it was good. No, it was, no. He didn't have an eye popping out. <laughs> yeah. He didn't have an eye. He didn't have a head. But see what sure. to me though, what was Negan was the man, dude. Oh, I love Negan. That when Negan got Glenn, what made it worse for me is that one pop you're, and he let him get up and he was like just toying with him like, Are you still like, there? I love that. Ah, it's out of your head. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Oh yeah, I love Negan. But this dude's head was gone. Yeah, like it was like, like a it was a puddle of mud. I mean just gone. Well, it was like when Glenn fell. Or Abraham. Abraham, yeah, it was more like Abraham, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we got off way subject, but I. But yeah, it was great. That's back when Walking Dead was actually good and worth watching. Oh lord! Right before it went down. Mm-hmm. Lord. 
So anyway, he smashes uh, Richard's head, er, head, and it, I mean it's it's gone. There is no more skull left. Nothing. <clears throat> well, it cuts to now. Sally, she's back. She's in her vehicle. She finds the wreck, and this scene is pretty much as she gets out. She's got her uh, gun drawn. She's got the light, and she finds Judy's corpse sitting out there. As soon as she sees the corpse, she's like. Uh, I will fear no evil. I will fear no evil. Great scene, too. And it was literally uh, I liked it. Yeah, you it did was, like it? I liked it. He set that body up on the hay bale. And it had, just and had, it had the sunflowers sitting around it and just had her face just all out in its glory. She had no skin on her face. Mm-mm. Eyes wide open. That's what I was going to say. Oh, eyes. Just kind of staring at you. It, it was, and it's almost like she had a smile. It kind of. That was the creepy part. She had no lips as well. <laughs> She's all teeth. <laughs> yeah. Every skeleton looks like her smile. I said, come on, man. Uh, well, finally, it cuts back to the party bus, and Lila's sitting there, and she's, she can tell that something's wrong with Catherine. And she gets up, and she goes to leave, and Catherine grabs a hold of her. She's like, no, 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 no. She's like, don't go outside. She's like, what's going on? She's like, just just trust me. Stay here. And she tells her, and she tells the, uh, the bus driver, she's like, no, open, open the door. I, I'm, I'm getting out of here. The bus driver opens the door, and Lila uh, takes off. And I'm trying to see. I want to make sure that I'm getting this right. Yep. So Lila takes off. She's going to uh, find her sister. Well, she ends up finding Dante dead on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. For the second time. Yes. <laughs> he was going to get up again. And be like, hey, uh, no, don't go. <laughs> yeah. Well, it cuts to now Melody. She's trying to sneak downstairs. And she's doing a fairly good job. She is doing I, a good I, job. I will say that. She's sneaking over the balcony. <laughs> and she's she can hear him and what he's doing is he's he's getting the chainsaw ready. Mm-hmm. All right. She's she's like, "Okay, she knows the uh she knows the steps creak, so what she's going to do is cl- walk down the rail of it and then jump down." Well, she's doing a good job and all of a sudden she jumps and she hits the floor. And it's fairly quiet though. Yep. And when she pans up, boom, he's right there. Yep. Now, hammer, hammer in hand. He chunks his hammer at her so freaking hard. One, we don't know where it hit her. It hit her but in the it, chest. I feel like it hit her in the chest. Me too. It hit her hard enough, it threw her back. Through the ground. Through the ground. Sent her flying. He, She hits hard. He goes, gets the chainsaw, come back, and it was like nothing happened. It's like she she had she, full she breath. She rolled over, no, full no breath. No, yeah, she no, was, I'm, I'm telling you, <laughs> I know for a fact I'm twice as big as she is. Uh-huh. I've been kicked by a horse, a cow, a mule. <laughs> And none of them compared to that hit right there. No, she she went flying a good ten feet. Oh, every bit of it. And that he threw the mess out of that hammer. And it had to it, it had to have been at least an eight pound sledge. At least. And I'm not exaggerating. The the day this come out, I sat in my recliner watching this, and when that scene happened, and she just got up and rolled over and started. I literally, I'm sitting here by myself, and I said, "Are you serious?" I was it's, just like, "I mean, it, because that's the kind of stuff that takes me out of it." Mm-hmm. If you and I know we're which I mean. If y'all don't like it, you can turn it off. <laughs> I'm going to keep going back to the original. Randy, okay, even though you said it wasn't as good as you thought it was going to be, mm-hmm. they kept it realistic. Oh, yeah, it was realistic. That's, to, to, yeah, to the core. That's what bothered me about this one. Yeah. Is there were so many things that I'm like, okay, come on. Too, many, too many people are I, Superman. I, I'm going to wait to say this little <laughs> little comment that I have because it sums up my whole view of the movie. Okay. So... <laughs> So, she gets the, uh, she gets hit so hard she falls through the floor, 
and he goes and gets the chainsaw. Well, she starts booking it. She's a uh, hand crawl, uh, crawling through um, a crawl space. I couldn't read that. There house. you go. He takes this old rusted chainsaw, and somehow this chainsaw is able to go through the floor <laughs> and just. And he knew exactly where she was at. Yes, he's chasing her around, and she got hides in this little corner. And did y'all notice? This is one thing that bothered me too. When he's not, you know. Did y'all notice you never really heard a chainsaw going? Like an idol? Yes. Yeah. I never paid attention, to be honest with you. The only time it did was a little bit later in the movie when it got sat down and it just kind of died. Right. This part, she's hiding there, she's crying, and she looks up and she's seeing him through the cracks. I don't remember hearing it ever going. It's just nothing. It's an instant start. He's a push button. It's battery, pow- it's battery powered. <laughs> Come on now. It's not the same one. It's going to be a different one. Okay. You're it's right. A, it's a battery. Anyway. It's a DeWalt. Uh, <laughs> well, she starts hearing Lila uh, yelling for Melanie. And now she's like, oh, God. Like, she knows that Leatherface yeah. is going to hear her. And all of a sudden, the chainsaw comes to the floor again. Easily cuts the floor. Yes. He's like black butter. And Yes. I'm every single bit of twenty foot that he drags this chainsaw across the floor. Yeah, through the floor. Now, I work cutting trees for a living, and we put brand new chains on some of them chainsaws. They don't cut that good. Well, it, it, it's catching up to her, and then what it was was an intense scene. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. she's taking off. She gets to the uh, like a little grate to, uh, at the end of the house where she can see her sister. He cuts through this steel pipe. And it was apparently the toilet. Sewage. Yeah, sewage. I, I'll say this. It, it was probably cast iron, so it's not as hard, but it's still cast iron. This chainsaw. <laughs> there ain't no way that, that daggum chainsaw was cut through no cast iron pipe. This chainsaw cut it like a scissor cuts paper. Exactly. It, no, yeah. No. So it, it cuts through this pipe and crap and piss all, <laughs> all over. Everywhere. And they're able to somehow get the grade off and, sh- and their sister pulls her out. <clears throat> and they take off running toward the bus. Well, Lila gets to the bus. Lila and Melody gets in the bus, and Catherine's like, what's going on? And they just take off to the back. And they're like, here, and they give them the keys, and they tell the driver, go, go. The driver's taken off, and as the driver's taken off, here's another good shot. I love this you shot. You just see the silhouette. You see the back of Leatherface just watching him with a chainsaw. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love this Not shot. Not idling. No. <laughs> but he's sitting there watching him. What did he do? Because I didn't... Did he... I don't you know if he just—I don't you know. Can't tell. It doesn't show what it does. It doesn't the, say what he does. It, I think what he does is just hit the chainsaw up against the side of the bus. The, the motion of it—it's like the bus hit a speed bump. Right. It, it not not a big deal. Not I thought he would have cut the tires or something. Yeah. And, and yeah, maybe. But it, I mean, the bus rocked. It did, yeah. but I wish they would have showed it. Yeah. Exactly. They uh, so he did something to it, and the bus driver stops, and Catherine's like, "What are you doing?" And he, he don't even say a word. Like, this dude had the easiest role in this whole movie. Never said a word. He stops the bus, opens the door, and he gets out. And that's when you hear the chainsaw. All of a sudden, the head gets thrown in to the bus. And I'm sorry, I had to write this down. Catherine, the, I don't know her real name, her acting of this part was so terrible. Literally, she just saw this head get thrown in, and all she does is go, <gasps> jaw drops, eyes gets big, and just starts backing up. She didn't Come even on. scream when she seen Dante's jaw. That's what I'm saying. Drooping. Nothing like she was like it's like she saw this crap all the time. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, that was bad. So, but I uh, 
she's going to the back of the bus. Leatherface comes up to the bus and he walks in where all the party is. And everybody just kind of looks at him. And all of a sudden, what people would do in real life to this day, everybody pulls their phones out. I'm glad you made that statement right there. <laughs> <laughs> they all start videotaping it. And this, <coughs> this Asian dude or whatever he is, he holds a, uh, the camera up on his phone. He's like, try anything, you'll be canceled. Or try, you'll be canceled, bro. It's every single person on that bus had their phones out, and it looked like it was like a, a TikTok now yeah, type now, deal. What I'll say though is, yeah, it was kind of stupid, but what I really liked about it was the comments. The comments, yes, yes. scrolling on like yes. the TikTok comments. O- OMG, I want to go free. there. Oh, like, that uh, looks so fake. Looks yeah, so fake. So is glad. this real? It looks real. You know, I'm so and, glad yeah. y'all see. It like and that. the whole time. You, you're reading these comments, and at the same time, you're getting the camera shot, and it's just Leatherface. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everybody was like, oh, that's so fake. That looks so fake. I want to go there, and all this kind that's, of stuff. I like that. I, yeah. I dug it. I thought that was cool. But it's funny, because as soon as uh, he's like, uh, try it, and you'll be canceled, bro. When he fires it up, the dude's just like, oh, F. Yeah. <laughs> like, holy yeah. crap. <laughs> like, Leatherface was going, okay. <laughs> so there is no cutting this scene down. It's just a massacre on a bus. It's a Texas it, it, no way, no way out. No, yeah, no way out. He's slicing and dicing. I mean, the, the, the there was one cool uh, scene where he's got this guy on the end of his uh, chainsaw, and he's pushing him mm-hmm. toward another woman that's mm-hmm. in a corner. I like that. Now, see, this is the the scene. I know you had said the difference between this one and the original. The biggest difference was the gore. Mm-hmm. This one was where most of the gore was in this oh, movie. Yeah. One hundred percent. But. While, yeah, it was a lot, it fit. It wasn't gore to just be gore. No, no, no. Yeah, you're right. It was, I mean, it was. It was a ton of gore. And like you said, in the first one, there was only one shot of blood. Right. But it was like, this was bad. But it it fit and it went with it. Right. And and I thought it was kind of cool. Because it was like all these kids, all these people on this bus, and then they it, it, it. it was a good take on it. There was no way out. No, none whatsoever. And I really liked the shot closer to the end of it. Where all of all of them were up against the window, and it was just kind of bloody, and they were all just. Trying it was to like get a out. Left for Dead kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With like the, zombies. With yeah. Yes. yeah. I will say though, I don't know if y'all caught it, uh, Catherine. Uh, in the middle of all this, she actually got around him, mm-hmm. and went was gonna go out the door, but decided to stop, turn, open the window, and try to go out the window rather than going out the door. Yes, that made me so mad. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> She got a, her torso cut in half for her trouble. And that was a great scene, too. Yeah. She she got her, basically from the hips, just cut. And all you see was her torso fall and mm-hmm. intestines go everywhere. That was... But there was a was shot good. that I, I mentioned to y'all that y'all noticed. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't tell what it was. Was During mm-hmm. all of it going on, there was like a flash of lightning. Yep. And then there was a reflection of a face in the window. And the way I looked at it, it looked like... The mom's face. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like the face he was wearing, but it was a her actual face and not mm-hmm. just her face on him. But it was like a flash of her face. It was I thought it was pretty cool looking. While all this is going on, Melanie and Lila are in the bathroom hiding. And Lila they see a window. Uh, it's a little pretty much a vent. Mm-hmm. Lila gets out and as Melanie's fixing to go up there, Leatherface starts cutting through the door, sticks his arm through the door to unlock it. He's fixing to get a hold of Melanie. And Melody realized she's got a she's got that corkscrew. She's mm-hmm. got that chainsaw. Yeah, she bought it at the at the gas station. I don't know if we talked about that, yeah. but it was it was a little keychain with a chainsaw and a corkscrew. Right. That her sister bought her for a champagne bottle. Yeah, because she made a comment 
you know, uh, you don't really need a corkscrew for a change. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She stabs uh, Leatherface in the a forearm. He pulls his arm out, and they're able to get out, and they take off running. Well, out of nowhere, we see a vehicle show up, and it's Sally. The girls run up, and she's like, "Get in, get in!" They they get in the back of the uh, the truck, <laughs> and I honestly, this would have meant so much more if the real actress would have come back. Yeah, but I mean. You know, unfortunately, I, honestly, after she really passed, I wouldn't have never brought her character back. Yeah. If she's not there to play it, I wouldn't even, you know. Anyway, uh, but this is the line that killed me. They're sitting there, and they're like, please get us out of here. He's killing everybody. And she's like, I've waited 50 years for this. Like, it's so dramatic. And it's the way she says this, too. They're like, who? She goes, Leatherface. I'm like, <laughs> really? It was just like, <coughs> could they have been any more obvious that they ripped this off from Holloway? Right. I mean, she and said... What, and you know, that's what they did. They saw Halloween made such a good... All this money and everything, they're like... It's Halloween. Right. It's not Texas Chainsaw Massacre. When she said Leatherface, it was just like, I seen Lori Stroll go, Michael. Yeah. It, yes. I yeah. mean, it was... Um, well, she tells them, she's like, uh, y'all stay here. And, and they're like, what What are you doing? And she's like, he's... She goes, he's after y'all. And she goes, I'll be back, but I'm going to go... Or after I kill him. She gets out and she leaves them locked up. It's almost like a police car where they cannot get out the back uh, yeah. back it's, seats. It's, it's like they're they're just stranded. Can't do anything. Right. Another scene that didn't make no sense to me. Now it's done raining. Sally's got her cowboy hat on. She's got her shotgun ready. And she goes up to the house and she sees the orphanage. The light come on upstairs. So she knows he's up there. She goes up there. She She finally gets to his bedroom or his mama's bedroom. And he's just sitting there. And she pulls the gun up, and she's like, uh, "Oh, she says uh, Franklin." And she was Pam. saying her friend's names. Yeah, yeah. She says all the names. And then he turns around, and look, looks at her, and she's like, uh, "Say my name." That dude stands up, and that's Woo! a big. <laughs> that's a big old boy. It's like a bear standing look, up. <laughs> look, I'm gonna I'm say this: it was a good camera shot because they used perspective to make him look bigger than he actually was. Absolutely. But you can still tell this is a big old boy. Oh yeah. Yeah, boo, he's huge. <laughs> he stood up. And it's funny because she's like, say my name. And he just looks at her, like, with his blank. And she hears Melody and the girl screaming. And he hears them. And she looks at him. She goes, you don't remember me. And as she says it, if you notice, she starts crying. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of, I took away, from what I took of that is that it, it's, it's almost heartbreaking to her that you literally slaughtered my friends, my brother. And tried to get me, and you don't even remember who, we are, mm-hmm. who I am. Mm-hmm. Like, and mind you, it at, was just a Thursday to him. You right. know, <laughs> and, and mind you, at this whole time, she has a loaded shotgun aimed right at his face, point blank. Yes, I mean the whole time, and his shoulder finger pulled back. Yes. I mean, like, ready to go, and he just walked right past her. Mm-hmm. Again, it was almost like she felt disrespected. It did, but <laughs> again, here he's been slicing and dicing all these people, and he just walked right past her, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not involved with you. Get away. You know? Right. Why wouldn't he do it to her right then and there? Exactly. So, anyway, uh, let's see here. So, he cuts down to the girls and they're talking and she's, and Lila looks at Melody and she's like, uh, I should have died in school that day. And she says, but I didn't. And she goes, death followed me. That was, a, I loved, I absolutely loved that line. Did yeah, you? I thought it was good. I thought it, it was fitting. 
And uh, Mel, and which I, I guess because I just don't like this girl, but Melanie, of course, she had too many dramatic. Uh, I'm not gonna let nothing happen to you. You know that kind of crap. Yeah. I was like, okay, one time was all right, but she did it like three or four times yeah. in this freaking movie. Yeah. But yes, that was a good line though. I was supposed to die that day in school, but death and but I didn't, and death followed me. And it's funny because she says, "I'm not gonna let uh, anything. I'm not gonna let him kill you." And out of nowhere, as soon as she says that, he breaks through the glass with the chainsaw. He's coming after him, and all of a sudden she he gets shot. Camera pans around. There's Sally, and you think such a weird scene. Yes, it you think different. Sally's fixing to save the day, and she, uh, she's like, uh, "Hey, mother effer, you remember me?" She's like, and "She's laughing." She's like, Do you remember me cackling. now? Cackling. Yes, that's what yes. made it weird. Well, her her cackle. Like she was cackling. Bad. Oh yeah, she. It was like she lost her mind for me. Yeah, she went psycho, and. uh she starts, well, hey, what? She did that at the end of the first one, too, remember? Oh, yeah. She, yeah, she did. She's she? like, remember me now? I was the one that got away. And right when she cocks it to go shoot him again, he books it around the corner and she misses. Now, I will say, I like this. I even wrote this down. Uh, leather, fla- leather face. I said it again. <laughs> leather face is toying with Sally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do like that. As she's panning around the, city, the, the town with a gun, you can just hear the... Like it's over here, and she even says, "What's he doing?" Like you, you don't notice it idling through the whole movie, but then they make sure you hear the idol this mm-hmm. time because exactly it's like reverberating and stuff. Maybe that's why they didn't want it idling. They wanted you to feel that idol, like finally feeling the idol of it. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but she gives the keys to Melody and uh, says, "Get out of here." Yeah, get out of here. She's uh, she says, uh, "I'm gonna kill him or something." As she's walking up, you can still hear the idling. And now you hear it down this alleyway. I did like this little shot. She, this is where she's, uh, you can hear you can hear him going, dum, 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 like, like you hear, you hear he, him coming up. He's booking it. Mm-hmm. He comes out of nowhere. She shoots, misses, and they start fighting. Um, as she's cocking the gun again, I think he actually grabs it to where it wasn't. Yeah, yeah he actually grabs the, the pump. Yes. And it, it doesn't allow the, the well, shell. He, put, he doesn't grab the pump. He grabs directly behind it. On the, right uh, on the slide where he can't, she can't get exactly. his cock back to get exactly. Him yeah, well he's got he's got a hold of the gun in one hand, and I think he's got yeah he's got the um, chainsaw on his right. She pulls a knife out and stabs him in the side, and out of nowhere he just grabs his chainsaw and just shoves it in her belly and just picks her up, like the kill scene on Halloween Kills when he picks the fireman up at the beginning. Michael Myers does. You remember that? Identical, <laughs> but I freaking identical. I'll say it was a good shot. They got that kill scene off of Mortal Kombat because Leatherface oh, is on Mortal Lord. Kombat. That's how he kills Lord. That's what it is. But I mean, it was a good shot. It did look good. I mean, it was a ripoff, but it looked. Good. It looked good, but honestly, what was the point of bringing her character back just for that? She had for the cackle. She know. had it twice where she could have killed. She could have capped him. Oh yeah, she should have shot him right there in the bedroom. Been done with it. Movie mm. would have been over. Done. <laughs> yeah, it would have been an hour and fourteen minutes instead of an hour and twenty eight minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so. As he's sitting there and he picks her up and it's just sawing through her stomach and her chest, he just slings her off and throws and her in this... Throws her far. Yes. 20, 25 mean, feet in a pile of trash. That's what's funny. Taking out the garbage. <laughs> garbage day? Yeah. So anyway, um, oh man, this is killing me. I'm trying to figure out. Oh, uh, Melanie and Lila, they get in the front seat and Melanie's like, hang on. And they take off and they're going to try to run at or try to run over them. He does hit the vehicle with the chainsaw. Well, b- before all that, actually, uh, they're actually <clears throat> talking to him, I thought. Talking to, uh, what, to S- Sally. 
Because, were they not? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the only thing they said was when she gave them the keys, and she said, just get out of here. Okay. So they were just sitting there watching it, I guess. Right. They take off. They try to hit him. He hits the vehicle. They swerve off. And uh, they ended up in that dude's shop, didn't they? Yeah, I think so, yeah. And I don't know what they hit, but a big old metal rod sticks into Melody. They they crash. Melody and Lila, they, they're not unconscious, but they're kind of at a daze for a minute. They look over. Melody can't get out of the vehicle. And Lila's trying to help her pull it out. And Melody's like, no, 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 no. She's like, listen, you got to get out of here. And she's like, he's going to kill me. And she's like, but I can't live. I can't. You're the only one I've got. She's like, no, no, no. She goes, this is when she's finally making up. She's telling her, it was wrong for me to tell you that you couldn't live without me and this and that. And uh, just pretty much telling, them to go, telling her to get out and go. Right. She finally screams it. She just says, "Get!" Uh, she just says, "Go!" Lila gets out of the vehicle, runs off. Well, you hear Leatherface coming up, and she's just gonna sit there and I've, I guess just take it. I mean, she can't do anything else. Well, she, 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 she walks up. Sorry. Yeah, he walks up to the window and she's like, "I'm sorry about what happened to your mom and and all this kind of stuff." She didn't deserve it. Yeah, she yeah. didn't deserve it. So he slowly picks the chainsaw up, slowly inches it in the window, and then, bam! Lila's back. Lila's there. She's like, "Hey, mother effer." And she's got the gun up. She got the AR this time. I knew knew that's exactly what was going to (laughs) happen because you saw that one single shot of her dropping that AR on that table in his shop. Yeah. And as soon as I knew that they were going, they they landed in the shop, I I knew it. I knew it. Well, she pulls the gun up and she goes to shoot him. It's supposed to be like this big heroic scene. And it just goes click. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, shoot. But I did like this because it was just real quick. She says, oh, shoot, and looks up, and he just puts it toward her. Mm-hmm. Like, I did like that. He didn't waste no time. And no. He did the whole chainsaw above the head wave. Yes. And he takes off. They're running down the road. She ends up tripping and falling. And, of course, he's trying to hit her with the chainsaw. Uh, she's rolling back and forth. <laughs> Distraction. Like, yeah. you know, she's going parkour. Yeah, move side to side. They can't hit you. And finally, when he raises the chainsaw up to get her, he, you know, it looks like he's finally going to get her. All of a sudden, boom, he gets shot by somebody. Mm-hmm. By a superhero. That's the only explanation. The, Pan, the third superhero? The, the fourth, fourth, I think. Super- fourth Pan's, superhero with Wolverine-like regeneration yeah. abilities. That's right. It pans over. It's all that pot they smoked in the I 70s. guess. I don't know. But it pans over, and there's Sally still alive with this big old cut from her, pretty much her belly button all the way to her throat. Her, she is cut in half. Yes. And she's able to hold his shotgun up and shoot this dude. And reload it. And talk. Yes, and, and talk. talk. He, ta- he takes off. <clears throat> he takes off and Lila wa- uh, starts to run off to go help Melody. And she says, uh, uh, don't, she, she says don't, don't run. run. Yeah. He'll haunt you forever. Yes. And then uh, she actually puts, once she goes, you got one shot. She puts the shotgun, or the, or the shell in the shotgun. Does she cock it for her too? I didn't catch it. And I, uh, I thought she had more than one. Well, she put one in the chamber and then dropped the shotgun, and I think there was another one right by. I, I think there was oh, multiple okay. in there. Gotcha. Well, either way it goes, she was cut in half, and she had time to reload. <laughs> Lila takes off to go help. Uh, no, she doesn't. She was going to go help her. She takes the shotgun, and it's like all of a sudden now she's going to face her fears. Now she's Rambo. Yeah. So now Lila's going to find uh, Leatherface. And uh, I wrote, I'm sorry, Lila's facial expressions was terrible in this scene. Oh, when she's moving the gun around? She's moving, she's uh, going. Her eyes are wide open. And and mind you, mind you, yes, she has a shotgun. 
What about that? Fully loaded. Fully loaded. Not a single shell, shell shot. AR sitting right on the ground. Well, she's right. already established. She don't know how to shoot that. Well, she don't. She can't figure it out. Quick, if you, hey, keep, keep going with the scene because I don't want to run. Okay, so I mean, she she's established. She don't know what to do with that AR. All right, so back to where now she's in this. I don't even know where they're at. They're just in this building, and she knows Leatherface ran in there. But like I said, every time she hears something, it's the way she her yeah. eyes. She's just like the Bill Fish. Eyes. I didn't like her acting in this scene. <clears throat> There's not a lot of acting I liked in this. No, movie. don't. I thought. uh and it sounds bad, but the redneck's the only guy that I thought really did. Oh, good yeah, act. yeah, yeah, I liked him. Uh, anyway, so she's looking around, and finally she hears the, 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 the she hears the chainsaw going. She thinks he's right behind this little sheet that's hanging up, and as she goes over to it, he's just got an idling. And she's like, oh, shoot. And all of a sudden, he just comes out of nowhere, tackles her, and they fall in this water. I don't yeah. know what the water is. like there. a... Like a hole in it the was floor. A bu- it was a busted up building with a hole in the floor that collected water. That Just had from a like pool. the rain and stuff. Yeah. yeah. It was like a pool. There was a pool in the middle of the building. Well, they hit the water and uh, I don't know where she she comes up out of the water. She's, instead of getting up and like, she's like army crawling. Yeah. And I know where, like you said, Jake, Leatherface just pops up like a dolphin. Like man. a just dolphin. Like, just <laughs> freaking Friday the 13th. It was like Jason jumping out the lake. <laughs> like Ray Mysterio coming out of his entrance. Six exactly. one nine. Who's that bumping out <laughs> yeah. the sky? But he pops up out of the water. And she takes off running to go get the uh, the shotgun. And he, I did like this, though. He throws the chainsaw. and But it don't show where it cut her. You just know that it got her and she falls down. Yeah. And right when she gets her hand toward the gun, he just kicks it out of the way in slow motion. Mm-hmm. She's having flashbacks of the school shooting, and she turns, she rolls over, and she looks, and you hear screaming, which I thought it was screaming from the school shooting. Yeah, I did too. It's not the superhero. The superhero, the worst character. <laughs> this little girl is on top of Leatherface with a chokehold, like a spider monkey on like a, a spider tree. monkey. Just. I mean, got him wrapped all up. All I want to see him do was just go, nope, and just fall back yeah. with her. She was all hyped oh, up. Oh, it would have, it would have been fine though. I mean, she would have got right up. Oh yeah, she's sitting there choking him, and uh, he throws her. I mean, he does. He launches her too. Throws her. He goes and as he, yeah, as he gets the uh, chainsaw, as he's walking over to Melody, uh, finally, Lila gets his. I don't know what she calls him. She says something to him. He turns around. Boom! She shoots him. She shoots him once, she shoots him twice, and then he's just dangling. He's like right next to the water. So he dropped the chainsaw. That right there, you said it. She shoots him once, she shoots him twice. That right there means you have to pump. Yeah. All I'm saying, all I'm saying, (laughs) if you don't know anything about guns, it's a whole lot. It's it's more tricky to reload a shotgun because there's a button you have to press to get the pump to actually engage with an AR. You just pull, pull back. You just pull back. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. She clearly don't know how to work that AR. That's all I'm saying. Well, anyway, so he's he's like it's he's at the tip uh, of the water. He's fixing to fall in, and she goes to shoot again, and out of bullets. Click. Worst part of the entire movie. Superhero. They try to make it look so dramatic. All of a sudden, you hear the chainsaw going. The camera pans, and she comes up, and she's got this mean looking face. That like, oh boy, she's just gonna save the day. Melanie uppercuts him with the chainsaw, splits his... He looks, I guess... I thought he just had a beard trim. I mean, it barely got him. That's what I was going to say. It it didn't, because it never showed... Well, we'll get to it. She hits him, 
and he falls into water slow motion. But when it shows his face and his body and stuff, you don't see a cut except for just like his chin, maybe. Mm-mm. It just split the, the mask he was wearing. Mm-hmm. That's what it looked like. He sinks into water, and Lila and um, Melody, they're, they're sitting there hugging each other. They they dropped the chainsaw and dropped the um, shotgun. Well, now it's the next morning. It's uh, Lila. She's walking in the middle of the street. She sees Sally's uh, photo and her cowboy hat over there. So she puts on Sally's cowboy hat and picks up this the photo of the original cast from the 74 movie. They get in this car and Lila's, or Melody, Melody's like, let's, let's go home. And they set it on, what did they set that on? Autopilot? Autopilot. It was a Tesla. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they open the sunroof and uh, Lila makes a joke. She's like, actually, I thought about staying here. Go ahead and stay in here. She's like, yeah, right. Now, out of nowhere, Leatherface comes in. Snatches her out. Snatches her out. The car takes off. Melody, or not Melody, Lila gets up out of the sunroof and she's screaming. He's got Melody on her knees and just cuts her head right off. In one quick motion, just... Yes. It just holds the head up in the air. And I will say... staring. That was such a good shot of him just holding the head up. But he's actually, like, walking a little bit. Yeah. Limping, holding the head up. She's screaming. Lila's screaming, flipping out. She's yelling for Melody. And... Finally, it cuts back to Leatherface, and he yeah. does his... He does the dance. He does the dance with the chainsaw, like, from the famous ending of the first one. And then right when the chainsaw gets to the camera, it looks like it cuts it off and fade to black, and that is the end of Texas Chainsaw 2022. Dum, dum, dum. Alright. So now, <laughs> it is time for the... Pulling, pulling scale, pulling scale, and I'm going first. I knew you were going to go first. Yes. All right. So, I seen a comment on Twitter that irritated me. If you like this film, that's cool. I have nothing against people. Everybody's got their own opinions. There's films that I absolutely love. The people's like that was hot garbage. Jim Carrey, the Cable Guy, one of my favorite Jim Carrey movies. And was one of his weakest ones, and people didn't like it. I love it. There's just certain movies everybody likes. This one was hot garbage. I'm a diehard fan of the Tex Chainsaw 1974, the original one, Tex Chainsaw Massacre. Love the second one, Tex Chainsaw Massacre 2. For this to be a direct sequel, it let me down. But back to that comment on Twitter, I seen where somebody said, Can we just please be happy? And be satisfied we got a new Texas Chainsaw Massacre film. No. <laughs> so that's saying like, uh, let me think. All right, Randy, who's your favorite band? Man. I, I, a band, not a rapper, a band. I don't know. Like. I got so many. Like okay, who Breaking Benjamin? Okay, I love Breaking Benjamin. You love their style of music. Shine down, you, Benjamin, shine down yeah. to them. Okay, you love yeah. their style of music. Yeah, but if they did a CD of all Christmas music, that would be weird. You've waited years for a new Chris, a new Shine Down CD, but it was all like Christmas theme. That'd be weird. You should just be happy you got a new Shine. Down. No, yeah. that's like that's like people that said Lincoln Park when they went and oh they tried gosh. to do their punk or they try yes. to do new age punkish 
It wasn't Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park had two good albums. The first, second one, that was it. Yeah. But and anyway, then they redid their whole sound and it was different. But but that's know, what I'm getting at. Yeah. It's the simple fact that can we just be happy we got it? No, yeah. because if the movie sucked, why would I want to watch it again? Yeah. I would not have watched it if we hadn't been doing this review. So anyway, one, my biggest issue: Leatherface was not raised in an orphanage. He had a family. Uh, from the original one, he had. Uh, two brothers, which I didn't know that the cook is actually the oldest brother. Did not really? know that. Yes, I read that online. I thought he was like an uncle or something. That's what I thought. He had a family, so why all of a sudden did you erase that plot? And now he was he had been with this orphanage for so many years. Uh, and two, uh, Sally being survived after she got cut in half. All realistic, which just it just threw me out of it. Did not, and I'm not, you know, me and Jake talked about it earlier, did not care for the political stuff as far as the gun control, the rebel, the rebel flag's the one that really made me mad, made me upset with it more than anything, I'll be honest with you. Just because that's what these, uh, what are they called, millennium? What you, Gentries. Well, yeah, that and the <laughs> cancel culture crap. Gen, Gen Z's. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, because they get offended by everything. Uh, the main chick, Melody, she ruined the entire movie. Hmm, a lot like somebody else. I know. Well, she ruined this movie. She should have been at least the second one to die. Because, like I said, I, you couldn't relate with any of them. Now, maybe, and this sounds bad, but maybe like if, like the sister they went through the school shooting, maybe if you went through something like that, maybe you'd be like, well, I kind of get, but yeah. still, I just felt like you couldn't relate. You wasn't rooting for her. I mean, really. And then everybody was superheroes in this movie. The simple fact is, this did not live up to the original. It was. It should not even be considered a sequel to the original. It's not. Yes, it is. Oh, that's what it's, that's what it's considered. No. no. Yes. <laughs> so, that being said, the things I did like about it was Leatherface's look. I thought it was... The actual tie and the... Uh, the apron he wore is from the original. So they did keep that. I loved his face, and his, that, that look was good. The kill scenes were good. I will give it that. The kill scenes were good. But When, to, when they actually died. Yes, when they actually, yeah, when they actually died. But to me, Second I... Second time. I just, I hated the whole backstory. These, mm-hmm. these guys are buying these, or this men and women are buying this small town. He's at an orphanage, and... He just so happens to, you know, all these years, she just talked to uh, the store clerk and was like, hey, did Sally ever find him? No. He looked for her for 30 or 40 years. And then all of a sudden... He was right here. Yeah, he's right there this whole time. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I noticed that too. It just... It's like she knew exactly where to go. Exactly. So that being said, uh, if you are a Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan, I do not recommend this movie. Uh, actually, I don't recommend this movie at all. Uh... So, on my pulling scale, I'm giving it a thumbs down, and I will score it, uh, what's worse, a D or a D plus? Well, a D plus is like 65 and up. Okay, I'm giving it a D. The only reason I'm not giving it an F is because, honestly, Leatherface's look and the kill scenes were good. And there was a couple shots that I even mentioned there that I really liked as far as like the way it was filmed. Yeah. Other than that, hot garbage, and I won't watch it again. 
You'll add it to your collection. You'll get it in your horror pack one more. Oh, yeah. I'm going to laugh. All right, so now whoever turn it. <clears throat> All right, so um, I refuse to call this a sequel because it's one thing to make a sequel and then give it a different story twist. It's a complete another thing to call a movie a sequel and then completely change the history of the main character. This was not a sequel of Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974. This was a new twist on Texas Chainsaw Massacre with a little hint of the backstory. That's all it was. Um, The political stuff didn't bother me because it had context. It had a fit. It had a story. If it just... If they just did it to be doing it and didn't give it any story, like if they made the comments about the guns and all that kind of stuff without actually giving the context of the girl going through a school shooting, it would have been a completely different story. Then it would have had no place in it whatsoever. But they gave it context, and it made sense. So that didn't bother me at all. Um, The superhero things, man, it was stupid. I mean... You can't sit there and tell me that a, a girl, maybe 130 pounds, can take an eight-pound sledge to the chest, fly 10 feet through a floor, hit the ground, and then get up and walk away like everything was fine. And then, you know, now that you say that, I got to mention one more thing. I wasn't going to bring it up because I know a lot of people are like, oh, that's sexist. She's what? A buck? She couldn't have been no more than a buck 20, buck 30. And her jumping on this dude's back, giving him a chokehold. And, and her, doing something. Yes. Like, actually... I'm not, and don't get me wrong. There are some badass women out there. I'm well, not, she's not buff by but, no means. But that's what I'm saying. She's this little petite girl, and uh, he was able to kill Dante. He was able to kill uh, was Richter and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Uh-huh. And I just, I don't yeah. know. To me, but, he he hit the dude with the hammer, made his knee pop backwards. He chunks it down the stairs, yeah. and she just falls to the floor and's like, Ah, mm-hmm. dead gummit, you got my shirt dirty. No. It was just, that didn't add up. The chainsaw, I mean, yeah, he was fiddling with it off screen, but you ain't going to sit there and tell me that a chainsaw has been behind a wall for 40 years. He's going to be able to pull it right out and start cutting through the floor for 20 feet and then cutting through a cast iron pipe, and it's just not going to happen. There was too much, like, like you were saying before, the first one, while I didn't care for the first one, it had it had realism to it. Like, it was like something that could have really happened. There was nothing in this movie that screamed realistic. Right. At all. Nothing. Um, you're not going to sit there and tell me that a 60, 70-year-old woman can take a chainsaw in her abdomen, be split in two, and then stay alive long enough to take a couple of shots and reload a gun and then talk a little bit. It's not going to happen. It wasn't realistic. Um, I... The kill scenes I thought were great. I thought they looked really good. It was some great special effects. They had some of the best shots I've seen in modern movies in a long time with Leatherface. Um, the thing I'll say that I did like about this movie over the original was it caught my attention from the very beginning. Whereas the first one I had a problem getting into the very beginning of because it was just boring. I don't care what you say. And then you had the, the dumb dude in the wheelchair. Sally! <laughs> Sally, yeah, how you feel about this chick, Melody, is how I felt about him through the first one. Like, he ruined it. If he hadn't have been in the first one, it probably would have got a B-plus rating. Um, I gave it an A. No. 
Garbage. Because of him. See, we're going to get him to watch it now. <laughs> yeah. Um... But yeah, the the superhero things just got on my nerves. Yeah, I, I'm I'm giving I'm giving a thumbs down. I don't care if you, you like Texas Chainsaw Massacre or not. It's no, don't watch it. It's I'm gonna use one of Johnny's terms. It's garbage. It's hot, hot garbage. Hot garbage. <laughs> uh, and I'm I'm gonna give it a D two. So, I completely agree with both of y'all. I'm not gonna lie. However, Randy, you said it wasn't. You said it was too realistic. No, it wasn't. Was not realistic. No. See, I'm gonna kind of change up those words there. I think it was too realistically unreal. Reali- there you go. Realistic wise, it showed today's society, hundred percent to a T, mm-hmm. without any doubts at all. I mean, the social media aspect, the the group of people. As soon as something crazy happens, their phone comes out. They've got to have it on record. Um, you know the the. Hands up, don't shoot. All, that aspect of society was on point. Right. And it, without a doubt. However, the unrealistic part was the rest of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> There's no single way that any of those kill scenes, I'll call them kill scenes, I, I shouldn't. The Every single kill scene they had, someone came back alive. Yep. And it's just not going to happen. There's, It's not. Um, I was very upset about Richter. For whatever reason, I felt like he had some kind of law enforcement training or military training. Just the way he presented himself and He's went about Texas. himself. And <laughs> I, I don't know. He just, he, the way he was, you know, patrolling the, the house just felt like it was law enforcement or, right. or, or military. Right. I'll be completely honest with you. Not a single law enforcement or military personnel is going to go into that house the way he did. They're just not. There's not. It was dark outside. The house had no lights on, and you didn't have a lighter, a flashlight or anything. Right. Wrong. It's not going to happen. <laughs> um, and then you, you had mentioned uh, about like the whole political thing about mm-hmm. it, it fit. It did, but it was unnecessary. Like Johnny had talked about it earlier, watching a movie is to escape yeah. reality. I feel like. Well, the only reason I say it fit is because it came into play at the end. She overcame her PTSD with guns to shoot a shotgun twice. Well, she overcame that really quick. Man. Yeah. I will say that because she, yeah. she went from having a panic attack to throwing that AR on the table to five hours later, having blasting a, away. Having a six foot eight... 300 pound man with a chainsaw waving your face and do that exactly it it just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me why would you be and and don't get me wrong she had some kind of ptsd i will say that but you can't have that and be a hypocrite and still use guns you're judging some you're judging richter for carrying a gun but then again you're going to be using a gun You, you can't do that right two wrongs don't make a right um i will say i'll i'm gonna give it a d plus Strictly because I was entertained the whole time. I, I was focused. I was watching it. And I haven't seen the original. Um, I'm fairly new on horror. Yeah. Um, and I will say, I will give it a thumbs down. Yeah. All right. So, it's a good thing we're all on the pretty much the same page. Even though I told Johnny, I said, I hope I love this movie just to get on your nerves. 
So we got two D's and a D plus. All right. So anyway, uh, dang gum, this review went long on this hot garbage of a film. <laughs> why is it always the films? That, why is it always the films that are hot garbage always go the longest? Always. All right. Well, that's our review of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022, the Netflix crap. And uh, <laughs> you know, Randy, we are failing because we don't have anything planned. What, for April? Yeah. And I know we're going to do our favorites. Oh, you don't have yours figured out. Oh, God. Well, yep. anyway. Hey! Okay, so you know your favorite then? Because I'm going to call you out right now uh, if you I'm know. Not, I'm not going to call it my favorite. No, I'm still trying to <laughs> oh, I'm, that's I'm, what? Sti- I'm still trying to decide between two. Okay, well, we've dedicated now the, that each year in April we're going to do like, he picks his favorite, I'll pick mine. Last year mine was Freddy versus Jason, and yours was Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. So... Anyway, with that being said, uh, we're going to have to start writing down what we're going to do. You've <laughs> tried. I know. But last year, we had every month planned yeah, yeah, out. Yeah, we did. So, with that being said, uh, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And who knows what you're going to get in April. Yep. Remember, follow us anywhere you get your podcasts. You know, Google, Anchor, Breaker, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Anywhere. Yep. And look mm-hmm. us up on social media, uh, Instagram at small at small town horror podcast, uh, Twitter, our handle is at small t horror pod, and then of course small town horror with Johnny Randy on Facebook. So with that being said, uh everybody remember to stay scared, stay spooky.